Welcome to Life After Childbirth. My name is Weslina Maxey and I'm an occupational therapist on an extraordinary path to change women's health and the care we receive postpartum. Join me as we grow together on this journey. Let's talk Life After Childbirth. Today we're going to talk about breathing. And I say that with a smile on my face because breathing is so important. And it's such a big factor in so many things. And that's what we're going to go over today. Please stay to listen because even though it sounds boring to just talk about breathing, it's a huge thing. And I'm going to link this book that I talk about in the episode about breath and how it will change the way you breathe. How often do you think of how you breathe? This is a habit that we do all the time. Um, It's something that we don't really think about. Breathing is the process of moving air into and from the lungs to facilitate gas exchange within the internal environment. This is to flush out carbon dioxide and bring in oxygen, right? I tell clients all the time, we breathe however we have breathed for all of our life, right? This is something we just do. Sometimes it takes on changes when we exercise When our health is affected, such as being diagnosed with like COPD or if you're asthmatic, truly any illness, especially ones that affect our lungs. There are so many things that are affected by our breathing and we aren't even aware of it. So many things. When we inhale, the diaphragm contracts and pulls downward. At the same time, the muscles between the ribs contract and pull upward. Uh, The air rushes in and fills the lungs. Then during exhalation, the diaphragm relaxes. The lungs contract and air is forced out. This is what happens when we breathe right or wrong. Just, okay, so right now as you listen to this episode, bring awareness to your body now. How you are breathing. Do you feel more movement in your chest area? Do you feel more movement in your belly? Are you more of a belly breather? Do you feel movement in your sides or your back? And by sides, I mean around your rib cage, because our rib cage goes all the way around our entire body. Like, um, for example, imagine an umbrella. When an umbrella, you open an umbrella, it goes all the way around in a 360 degrees, right? So our rib cage can also do this. It goes all the way around our entire body. Imagine when it opens, this is your inhalation, so your rib cage expands. During exhalation, the umbrella closes, it comes back together. When inhaling, our rib cage expands, it should, ideally, if we are truly utilizing diaphragmatic breathing. Like I was saying, when exhaling, our rib cage comes back together, just like the umbrella does when we close it. However, like most people, have a breathing pattern more associated with the belly breathing or the chest breathing or in a very small shadow breath pattern, which brings me to our nervous system. And that's how breathing affects our nervous system. What do you think our nervous system feels when a person is breathing? What do you think it feels when we're in that short, shallow breath pattern? You're going... That's like fight or flight. We're go, 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 go. Fast, short breaths. Never tapping into our parasympathetic nervous system. Just causing more tension, more stress. 
which leads to anxiety, COPD, cardiovascular diseases, stroke, obesity. When we have tension, we move less. When we are stressed or have anxiety, we become debilitated to the world and move less. In doing less, we participate less, which all of this leads to debilitation. So doing less, performing less, participating less. Less movement is goes in turn with increased illnesses, decreased mobility, shorter lifespan. So in a wrap-up of that, with breathing pattern, it can increase your lifespan. It can increase quality of life. I'm reading this book right now, which is what inspired me for this episode. It's called Breath, The New Science of Lost Art by James Nestor. He's a scientist experimenting with the thought of how breathing can affect our lifespan, our athletic performance, and so much more. How does mouth breathing affect our vital signs versus our nasal breathing? And and by that, I mean like, so if you closed off your nose for all day, for one day, and you were only breathing through your mouth, how does that affect your vital signs? How does that affect your everyday life? How does that affect movement? Versus if you were breathing through your nose and you had your mouth closed. For part of the experiment, him and his colleague in this book actually blocked off their nostrils while they were doing everyday tasks, even exercise. They were logging what was happening in their body, their symptoms, logging their vitals, their illnesses, and it's baffling the effect of how you inhale and exhale can have such an astronomical change in how you feel and how you live. But we don't talk about that. When we go to the pulmonologist and start and we get diagnosed with like stage one COPD, we don't explain the reason why we need purse breathing. Now, honestly, I bet more than half the people who say purse breathing don't even know why they are telling the person to do that. Or even if they do that short and fast, it won't help. They are still causing hyperventilation. And when people hyperventilate, they get this sense of merit in the book of breath states. They get a sense of they want to get more air, right? And hyperventilation. But in turn, it's actually causing too much air to be taken in because you're (laughs) right. So the get shortness of breath filling, coughing and all of that they're not getting enough air. However, they if they slowed down their breathing, taking less rest, like a... Rather than the, the hyperventilation gets, longer breaths, this can be corrected. And it will slow down the nervous system and improve carbon dioxide and oxygen ratio to come back to the sense of calm. <clears throat> so, go into the thoughts of motherhood. How do you think this affects motherhood? All day, you're working or working at home or taking care of kids. But during all of this, how are you breathing? What's your breath breath pattern like? Have you noticed it? Do you even care about it? And if you don't, that's, you know, okay. Because a lot of the times we're not thinking of that. But bring awareness to it today. We do this throughout our day And we wonder why we are exhausted at the end of the day, why our body is tired, why we are impatient as the night comes to an end, because all day 
we aren't really truly breathing. Not breathing in a way that could help our body come into a natural calming system. Not helping our body build strong lungs. Not helping our body by taking care of our body. We're just getting through. We don't take time to pay attention to our breathing. Because hell, who has an extra few seconds to tap into their breath pattern? I've talked about habit stacking in the past, in um, a past episode. If we can make this part of our habit throughout the day, tapping into our breath, just paying attention to how we are breathing, are we utilizing the diaphragmatic breathing? Are we expanding out in our belly? Are we expanding out into our rib cage? Are we utilizing that? Are we, you know, utilizing back expansion? This also ties into diastasis recti. The abdominal separation of your ab muscles, especially during postpartum. If we are breathing into our belly a lot, we are putting a lot of pressure into our abdominals over and over again, which just is just forcing that separation over and over again. Because again, we breathe all day without really thinking about it, without truly knowing how it affects our body and our overall health. However, as you sit here and listen to me talk about breathing, never thought you'd listen to a whole episode of breathing, did you? As you listen... Can you feel expansion in your ribcage, in your sides, in your bag, in your back? Maybe you can't. Again, tension builds up. It builds up fast. It builds up in places we didn't even realize was so tight and non-mobile. And that might be your back. These are some of the spots, the sides and the back of the ribcage is something very tight. Like I was saying, this goes into like certain exercises that you can do to increase back and side expansion or manual techniques to release the skin, loosen the skin, improve flexibility. This can be done with um, some things I do with my clients is skin rolling, silicone cupping. Pelvic floor therapists can help with manual techniques and teaching and empowering you to do it on your own without someone having to do it for you. That way you can utilize these tools at all times when needed. I think that's one of the most favorite things to do is providing my clients with tools, tools to help them feel knowledgeable about their body, tools to help them feel empowered in their body, tools to help reduce pain, improve mobility, and their quality of life. I, I'm honestly in the business of making myself go out of business because I want to give you the education, the tools for a healthy, great life. As I was saying, manual techniques to help with mobility, exercise such as ones that incorporate thoracic rotation, to increase mobility in your rib cage. This way you can feel more space, more mobility in your rib cage. And you can practice that diaphragmatic breathing because you can try to force that diaphragmatic breathing and breathing into your rib cage, but if there's not the space, the mobility, then it's not going to happen. So you have to do certain focus exercises to increase that mobility. Now I'm not saying your skin roll once or you use some cupping technique once and you're good to go. That tension will come back as you go back into your regular habit of shallow breathing. We can go back to our habits of shallow breathing and chest breathing, just like any habit. Now, just like any habit, when you change, it takes time and practice. Being conscious of what you are doing, when you are doing what you do. Do you find you fill out of breath fast even walking up a sidewalk? Do you feel like you have dry mouth when you wake up? Do you snore? Do you sleep with your mouth open? Maybe even record yourself as you're sleeping. Just to find these things out. The more you know about your body, the more you can take care of your body. 
All these things could be tied to your overall health issues or non-health issues if you have none. So maybe, maybe taping your mouth. In the book that I was reading that's called Breath by James Nestor, they actually, like I said, they tape their mouth, shut off their mouth, and they were doing nasal breathing, and then vice versa. But, and taping your mouth isn't just like a be-all for all. Like, if that doesn't work for you, that's fine. There's other things that you can practice. And when you first start it, say you do want to try it and you try it, and you hyperventilate because you're freaking out. Because I know if someone held something over my mouth, I would freak out. However, just a little bit at a time. Maybe 10 minutes here. 20 minutes there. You know, and you increase your time to be able to just nasal breathe. Then you'll be in that nasal breath, breath pattern. Like I said, it takes time. It takes a conscious effort to do something different when you, like I have said, you have breathed however you breathe for all of your life. I think learning how to properly breathe can change a lot of things in people's lives. It's tied into so many things that happen to people, whether that's your illness, whether that's connecting to your pelvic floor, because I talk about this a lot with my clients about tapping into their pelvic floor with breathing patterns. And a lot of the times, like, the first few sessions is just trying to get down the breathing pattern. And, you know, some people are like, well, why are you just working on breathing? Because if you don't have that breathing pattern, it's not going to be able to connect to your pelvic floor because you weren't breathing and moving your, the pressure that goes into your core when you breathe. Because you're inhaling, you're filling up your lungs, the diaphragm is coming down, and you're putting pressure into your abdominal area. But if that pressure isn't managed to go more into your rib cage instead of your belly and your pelvic floor, then you're going to be putting more pressure on your pelvic floor, which is going to cause pressure, heaviness, leaking, pain, all of those things because your pelvic floor isn't supposed to take on that much work, that much pressure, that much um, just pressure in general, like that much work. It's not supposed to overload like that. That way, that's why we have to manage our pressure we put on our pelvic floor and our abdominals and our whole body. So utilizing that rib cage, how it can move. We don't have mobile rib cages sometimes and we can, we can have our rib cage move and work with us to have a better breathing pattern and to tap into our parasympathetic nervous system. That way we're not in that go, go, go all day. I encourage my clients to take 10 minutes, even if it's just twice a week. And I know when I say this, it's hard. It is hard to scribble in 10 minutes to work on breathing or to work on calming your nervous system. But it can have so many benefits throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month, that it's worth it. It's worth that time. And then, you know, maybe you don't have to take that long as you tap into your nervous system more and more. It's just like when I first started um, working with clients, I talk about 360 breathing and paying attention to engaging your transverse abdominals and gentle lift of your pelvic floor on your exhale. I talk about that a lot at first. 
and we work on it a lot. But in six months time, you're not going to have to really, really focus on it because it's going to be in a habit that you have trained your body to do to protect your pelvic floor core and your back. And when I say protect your core back and pelvic floor, it all has to do with how you breathe. It all has to do with your body and how you're taking care of your body. And if you start really paying attention to how you're breathing and working on how you're breathing, then you can prevent so many things from happening Decrease your risk of cardiovascular disease. Decrease your risk of COPD. A lot of my patients, even in the hospital, when they have COPD, they've never had to really think about their breathing because we don't really think about our breathing, right? So they're like, oh, it's just something that I've done, you know, and now I can't get a breath because I'm having a hard time breathing. And it's just something I never had to really think about. But if we start thinking about it now and kind of really pay attention to how we breathe and work on that, we can decrease the risk of getting COPD. And say we do get some sort of illness or disease, we're able to mind our body because our mind-body connection is already there, improve our quality of life. And it's able to improve our recovery faster. It's able to improve our quality of life, our being able to participate in the tasks that we enjoy being able to participate in because we're not getting short of breath because we're we're increasing our lug expansion we are improving our lung strength all of those things and I know it's crazy like the more I talk about breath the more I'm like oh breathing 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 but it really is very a huge thing that taps into a lot our whole life our whole life it taps into and can improve what we do during exercise, during picking up our child, during sitting on the couch, during while we're washing dishes, cooking, driving, all of those things. Um, So I really hope you enjoyed this episode about just learning that breathing can really have a very big effect on your body in general and how you care for your body and how to reduce stress, reduce tension in your body and that's breath. My goal is to reach as many women as I can to talk about life after childbirth. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share on social media and let me know what you liked about it. If you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you feel persuaded to do so, Leave a review so we can reach others and begin to talk more about life after childbirth.